This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Finish Line Script Competition. In its sixth year, the Finish Line Script Competition is the only script competition run by ex-literary managers. Six-plus pages of actionable development notes are available to you, or you can submit your script as is. Scripts can be rewritten and resubmitted for free anytime throughout the competition. Over 40 mentors read and meet with the winners, and the competition staff itself works with many semifinalists on getting their material read throughout the industry. They are here to help writers succeed by improving your script along the way and making sure you get opportunities when your material is ready. So check out what's happening at finishlinescriptcomp.com, now open for submissions. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep what, y'all? Kind of forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, as you heard, culture. That's why we say music. See, mm-hmm. you never might have Jack Spade on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and our, but our, our um, culture... But our our our, um, our main thing is always um, stories, craft, and shit like that. Yes. So, a uh, little disclaimer: Chris Derrick may not be on. Um, he's back in the room again, which is a good thing. Oh uh, man! So yeah, yeah, he still can't <laughs> talk about the damn show he's on. Are they but, in the physical room now? Are they still yeah, in Zoom? Uh, they're there. They're all in, back in their offices again. Okay. Um, but they all pretty much stay in their office, and they kind of come together in their their showrunners' room. From time to time, but they're still stay. It still has to be really, um, like they're not like in the big conference room, you know, the writers' room like we usually are. But yeah, right. Right. but they're but they're in their offices though, you know, and okay, they're cool. and everything. So cool. yeah, good. Um, so that's a good sign. <laughs> yes. Okay, if a big company like that is doing it, that means we're opening up. You know what I mean? So um, and then you hear a voice, Lisa Bolacaja. What's up, yes. Lisa? Yes, yes, sitting here dog sitting a little bit so you know how it goes when you get those little old cranky dogs and and it's raining down here in san diego so the weather's been like pretty crappy for the last couple of days but we've wow. been getting a lot of rain down here so it's thought it never rains in southern california really? you know what listen <laughs> they lie to us you know every time that song would come on and be like then some lion heifers Boy, I tell you. but no yeah, it's, it's been like really drizzly and wet and kind of bad down here so you know it's it's it sucks too because you know Hilliard, just like you know, we both got our 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 shots, you know, our second shots and things like yeah. that. So, and I was finally feeling better last week, but it's like now with the, the cold weather and stuff, it's like oh, we're so used to being so warm, and now I got to bundle up, and mm-hmm. then I'm get then I'm getting those false alarm, like wait, is that a chill from 
are the factor in mind. What am I doing? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it's kind of overcast and kind of like drizzly. So it's a tea day. I'm sitting here drinking tea and eating toast. I'm being English today. We can't so see tea. you anymore, Lisa. See? You oh, that's, oh, yeah. Okay. I was moving the dog around a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. I will be back. So, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. All good. Cool. So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. So today we got my man Jack Spade on the on the on the, on the ones and twos. On Look like I got bars. What's up? What's up? What's up? Okay. I thought you were about to spit okay. something. I thought okay. you were about to win. Give some. But Jack Spade, I said, um, uh, writer, producer, songwriter himself out here, um, and, and everybody's listened to our show for the last you know six seven years. It's been Kyle. It's been a long time since you did this. Song for us, the theme Has song. It's been that long. It's yes. been, oh my god! You did it at least the first. Can you can you believe that? Two, and oh, we've been doing I this for like six years now. Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. You at yeah. least doing it for six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but let me just tell let me tell the story right quick because I'm trying to remember how we met. I feel like we met on Twitter or Facebook or something. It was Twitter. Okay, and I I think you know how people write their bios, right? Yeah. And I think I noticed that your bio said, you know, music producer, whatever. And I think, I don't know if I jokingly said, man, you should give us a beat or give us this theme song. Or you said yeah. it. I don't remember. But all I know is like two days later, Lisa, he wrote that. Two wow. days. Wow. Three days at the, at the longest. Yeah. Wow. I, I was a fan of the show. And um, I just tweeted to you like, hey, a lot, a lot, I'm digging the show. And I was learning about, you know, screenwriting and everything. And um, yeah, you, you, I guess you see that I do music in my bio, like you said. And, and I basically was just like, uh, uh, I think you was just like, um, let me hear some of your stuff, you right. know, and I would just send some stuff and you was you, you was like, cool with it. So I was like, it, so you um, said, hey, you want to write this theme? And I was like, Yes, yes, I definitely want to write that. Thing. Yeah, and it was and it was really cool because um, I think all I did was give you a couple words. All I did was say, uh, for example, keep it one hundred, keep it real, like just a couple of little tag words, and he wrote that entire thing. Wow, right, right. You know, and I think wow. I need to update it because y'all have different people on the show now. And, just, uh... <laughs> just be at least need to add Chris. It would be nice to add Chris in there. Yeah, you know, Chris Dare, um, but it's still yeah. the shit. And I do yes. want to uh, rhyme a different word with Bolakaja. Okay. You know, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you up like that. But. <laughs> hey, whenever you're ready, we're ready. Yeah, people talk about that theme all the time. Like Carl Seaton, you know, the big director, um, Carl listens to every show we do. <clears throat> and Carl, every time I, I text or call him. He's like, man, I got that damn thing song on my head. Like, nice, nice. All the time. All well, the maybe time. we should keep it the same then. Okay. <laughs> you know? right. I want to mess with the okay. mess with the classic, you know. The classic yeah. remix. <laughs> if, if there was a way to just include Chris in there somehow, even at the, at the the last of the beats or something, you know, in the uh, um, what you call the end verse, it would be cool just to throw his name in there or something. I don't okay. know. Yeah, I could, I could do something. We could talk yeah. about it. We could talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let you think about it because you you okay. don't want that shit. <laughs> but yeah, so Lisa, I was I was texting with um with Jack yesterday because I listened to this um podcast called And the Writer Is, <clears throat> and they were interviewing um this big big producer who is doing what Jack does, and Jack could tell us about his music and stuff in a moment. And I was listening to a story, Jack, and he was talking about you know, how he's on, you know, these different 
I don't, I don't know what everything's called anymore. You know, I'm too old for the shit. But he's <laughs> on these different platforms and blasting his music out on there for free mm-hmm. and, and like getting to know people and whatever. And people are just like, dude, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yo, dude, hey, here's a beat, blah, blah, blah. And he would just be passing the duchy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and next thing you know, like a week later, he's on somebody's fucking record, you know, whatever. Ah, like wow. shit like that was happening. I was like, I got to call Jack. What are they doing out there? Like y'all need to be hip to this shit if you aren't already. Right, you know right. I mean? So, anyway, yeah, they, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I, I, it's weird that my voice is on every show, and I'm not. And this <laughs> is, is the first right. time that I'm on the show. So, but I'm I'm happy that you invited me. Cold <laughs> motherfuckers, <laughs> every I wish you could be in the okay. in the presence of, I know. I, I, in I real know. life. You know, I know. Because <laughs> I know, like two or three years ago, Jack, you were planning to move to LA. You know? I was, and. It's funny. Um, I was in 2019. I was really like um, finally, you know, getting ready, and then COVID happened. Right. You know, so I was just like, okay, maybe I'll just stay here for a while because <laughs> nobody was going nowhere. I wasn't right. moving anywhere at that point. <laughs> right, and you yeah. you got a family up there too, right? Uh, I got some family in LA. Um, in in Atlanta, um, I don't really have too much family. Most of my family is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, that's where you're from. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of, let's tell everybody a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got to the game in the first place. Okay. You know? um, like I said, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. Um, I've been rapping since I was about 14, um, you know, from listening to Tupac and Snoop. I come from that era. Um, and, you know, I've just been doing this for, for the longest. And just really, I started really um actually making beats around um 2003 i know that's gonna date me a little bit but and then i, I and i started like making productions on uh, writing and everything like that um and then i got kind of split because i was interested in um in film as well i have a strong passion for film and screenwriting as you know um mm-hmm. but i continued to do, make music and stuff like that uh eventually i moved up to atlanta I met a few people and I started doing background music for uh, reality shows, uh, Burnham Murray, um, like Kardashians, Bad Girls Club, okay. um, wow, Project okay, Runway, yeah. all of that stuff yeah. like that. Nice, uh, nice. So I'm on a lot of Kardashian stuff, which is um, inside. And, and so I, I was. Let me ask uh, you a quick question. Let me ask mm-hmm. you a quick, So are those drops or what, what are those called when you get like like placements in reality shows or TV shows and stuff? What do they call that? They. Um, they call that sync licensing. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. I know why I was thinking drop. So it's yeah, it's just background. It's background music. So it's it's pretty cool because they play. Like they're like they're entering. They're they're walking out of a right. store and Some music is playing or something. Yeah, right. or there's like some fake drama and uh, you know like <laughs> one of my 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 music was always tension and trap and you know that that type of stuff like that to build up the emotion and stuff like that. Right. And um, they one time they played one of my uh, beats when Kanye was on stage. I guess they couldn't afford Kanye's music, <laughs> but they played <laughs> played one of mine. So I thought that was pretty cool. Get Jack's music. Get him on there. <laughs> like, That's a good yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Um, after that, you know, um, I've been dealing with uh, different artists, um, just songwriting behind the scenes. And recently I decided to kind of just come out and make uh, start making my own music again, um, putting my, pushing my own music. So um, right now I, I'm actually on the upswing of of writing a, a bunch of songs and stuff like that. So uh, 
Uh, this is a. I don't know if they could see this or this is gonna be nah, visual. This, it's gonna be audio. audio. Oh, okay, okay, but yeah. I, so I, you can, you can you can paint the picture for them though. Okay, yeah. So I have on my screensaver right here. I got my um single, uh, which is Sauce Keep Dripping. That's the um, it's available everywhere on wherever. Can, can, you can we stream. play it at the end, Jack? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, definitely. Oh, yeah, plug away, plug away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So basically, now what I'm doing is I actually have. You know, I'm in both kind of worlds and it's kind of weird to be in this kind of position because I'm a, I'm a hybrid of of a couple of things, you know, jack of all trades, mm -hmm. just trying to master a couple of them, you know, and um, I, I think uh, I love I love music. I love film and, and I'm just trying to, like, find ways to kind of combine them sometimes and and, and stuff like that. So um that's what I'm doing right now, but I'm also like developing a couple of like web series uh, type shows, um, mm -hmm. like travel sh travel shows. Mm -hmm. um, I actually uh, got something with I'm working with. Um, uh, I don't know if you you know Snowfall, the yeah, show sure. Snowfall. Yeah, uh, Wanda from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know Gail Bean, Wanda from there, and um, the guy that plays Leon. They 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 said they're going to be in on this um, oh, nice. thing that we were working on. Dude, you know, with the so Afro. Yeah, it's gonna be a black travel show, nice. you know. Yeah, so um, but yeah, for for music, um, I'm just hitting on the grind, and and uh, one thing you did say that that was uh, very true. Like, it, it's so much easier for these days for musicians to go online and go to these different platforms because there's no gatekeepers. You know, um, we kind of just are able to just put our stuff out there, mm -hmm. uh, and that's. It's it's a lot more work, so it's a you have to be a lot more consistent, a lot more focused, but it is a lot more opportunity, you know. Right. Yeah. For sure. Now, with your with your writing um, scripts and screenplays and stuff, like, how did you get into that? Well, I I've been writing like I've been writing before I did music, so I was uh, doing like poetry and short short stories and stuff, um, like when I was like seven eight nine you know like I, that's what i always did was just write 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 all these um just stories or whatever so i always had like a affinity for storytelling so um i in i went to film school um well the art institute of fort lauderdale which they basically teach you like a bunch of technical stuff but luckily i had like a, a teacher that was really into teaching film and i just took all of his classes so he Cause he had a movie out in the theater and I, and I took all this stuff and um, I took screenwriting there and I was like, um, I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, with screenwriting it's it's, it's almost like you get to play God, you know, a little bit. It's, it's a lot of power. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of true. imagination. It's, um, yeah. it, and I'm a very, I'm very interested in people. I like, I like people and, and, and I'm interested in them, even though I'm, I'm like kind of social, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I have social, um, anxiety a little bit back uh but i i still like observing people and and figuring out different characters and stuff like that so yeah um i don't know i've just been always into film and I'm, I'm into a lot of different things about film i'm into the cinematography into directing and and stuff like that of course i'm not as uh educated as you all are on on like the history and all that stuff but i i'm trying to learn and stuff and um no, but, but 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 jack that's the first start though it's 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 that love of telling a story that's where all of it comes from you right, know you, right, you right. gain your skills as you go along but that natural thing to 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 want to tell a story and the fact that you said and this is true of all my writer friends you're one of those people um 
you're like a voyeur like me. You like to, you like to watch people and people yes. watch and sometimes you might start thinking a story, here's something and, and and you already have the natural instinct to be a writer. So I don't want you ever to think, well, I don't have this because of this. No, no, you already have that instinct right. in you to be yep. a storyteller. It's just how that you're you're choosing to express it. And while while you're saying that, just I just thought of something before I forget. I want to know you talk about your 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 professor, you know, introducing you to a lot of new stuff in terms of film and music. What mm-hmm. was it when you were coming up younger before you really started to focus in on film? What it could be a TV show or a film that you actually noticed the music or something that touched you that made you feel like, oh, this is something that I'm connecting to. Was there a particular film that kind of hits you where it's like, okay, this is I'm feeling a connection kind of way. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's as as early as it's okay. This is a hard uh, like it's a bad movie. <laughs> so don't judge me. <laughs> there are but, no bad but movies. <laughs> never in this story kind of got me into you know uh, what? You know a what? lot are of. You to, are you trying to say that's a bad movie? <laughs> are you trying to say a never? I love story? never. A never. Thank in this you. Story, you know. Thank but, you. It's a by today's standards, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Back to the Future. Like I wrote, I read that script like three or four times, five times, or something like that. I, I like um, fantastical type stuff, and I like comedy. I like fun stuff like that. Um, I always was into horror. You know, um, my mom thought I was kind of crazy because I you like. Should- <laughs> and you should be. At 10 years old, I would have like all the lights off and I'll be watching Fred- Freddy Krueger and stuff oh, like that. And she'd be you. like, well, Are you okay? I'm yes. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. This is, I'm having the time of my life. Okay. <laughs> you know, pass the popcorn, you know? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I was into every, a lot of stuff, like not everything, but I, I you know, um, uh, anything that was, that captured my attention, captured my imagination, I, I was into it. And then the thing about like Tupac um, that got me into music, um, the, the the way that he kind of wrote was you could see it, you know, it's visual, it's visual writing. Um, yeah, right. visual storytelling. He was a great storyteller. So um, I, w- I would learn how to rap and learn how to write rhymes from listening to Tupac, Snoop and um, just a whole bunch of different other, uh, you know, Biggie, um, just 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 imagining their life and, and, and fig, you know, seeing the whole story. So my, my imagination would go beyond kind of their, their, their description of, um, beyond their, their lyrics and stuff. And I would wonder like, you know, what's their life like? And, and, you know, I always, always, I guess I always had that, um, that curiosity, I guess Mm. you would call it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I think my love from also screenwriting, cause writing, writing rhymes i mean a lot of you know a lot of rappers today i, I know they call them mumble rappers and stuff like that it's a different style right, um right, and, right. and i dig some of it i don't dig some of it but there there's uh there's a lot of good music but mm-hmm. what i do miss is more of a storytelling aspect to it mm-hmm. um rather than just making it a product you know right um right. i like to actually uh paint a picture and actually move somebody with the words that i'm saying you know, right. you reminded me of when I was watching the verses with Method Man and Red Man and how people <laughs> when they were watching that and people were just amazed, like, oh, my God, those songs still hold up. Oh, my God, they know how to do. It's like, yeah, when you know how to write pen and you know how to create storytelling, um, those songs become classics, like timeless. timeless. Yeah. And 
And many of them, you're sitting there and like literally as I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, they look so good. They're so healthy because, you know, we've been losing all of our rappers, it seems like, every week. Like yeah, somebody like nice. leaving the earth. But to see Method and Red doing their thing and remembering, I remember them days waiting for them. Okay, I'm, I'm dating myself, y'all. Waiting for them cassettes to drop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know. Well, and them I, eight tracks, girl. Them okay, tracks. got the eight. Listen, listen. And talking Whoa, about when bad. CD, I'm making, that, I'm making that hard transition to CD. It's like, I got to buy all new equipment. Damn, I just got rid of the beta. And I got to do all this stuff, too, with the other side of music. Oh, but it's yeah. like, oh, back yeah. in those days, it was like, and, you know, back in the days, I worked in a record store. So it was like, and the, the people hung out. I hung out with a lot of rappers from San Diego. So I was always in those ciphers. I should have been a rapper, y'all. I really should have been a rapper, but probably still can. You want to be on a remix? You be getting them, because the best ones were like they would tell these stories, and they were right. And it was like when you know Method Man, Red Man would come out the records, and it was like, and all the good ones, the classic. Oh God, the golden age in the nineties. The classic songs. They're storytellers. And so when I was yeah. watching Red Man and all the young people were like, oh my God, this, this song still knocks. And I'm looking at them like, the disrespect. We <laughs> don't train our children up in the ways of the oh, really? Lord. You know? And right, it was like, right. and the ones that you remember, it was like, and everybody's head bopping and stuff. And you're like, it was the story. It was them putting pen to paper. They were writing bars, but they were telling you stories, you know. About your neighborhood. About, about their neighborhood. And literally, I mean, I know we joked years ago when, you know, when Chuck D said, you know, hip hop was like the black CNN. It was like literally yeah, you can yeah. on a hip hop record and I can tell you what folks down south was eating, what they was listening to, what their mama's house looked like, what type of plastic they had on their furniture. <laughs> <laughs> it was Twitter before Twitter. It was Twitter before Twitter. And literally you would learn about everybody and. You know, it's that it's that sense of storytelling and the fact that you mentioned your influence with Tupac. I mean, he was a poet before he even became like a rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you look at those old, you know, poems and stuff that people, you know, years later were posting up that he was writing, you know, it's that storytelling thing. And it's so it doesn't even matter what form you take, whether it's, you know, being a rapper in hip hop, whether it's being a screenwriter, whether it's being a director trying to tell a story, that innate sense of trying to share something and create a world. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a powerful thing. And I think a lot of times we forget how important, how, how naturally wired humans are for story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for you yeah. to be influenced and, and looking at hip hop. And, and I joke too, and I say, oh, these mumble rap, but I have to remember every era has their thing. And yeah, so right, right. learn to respect the young people because they're only doing what my old heads used to do, well, you know, trying to tell a story about who they are, what they are and what's happening to them right now. And, you know, some of them, some of them don't know how to stick with the beats, though. I'm not trying to say. <laughs> I'm just saying some of y'all need to keep up with the beat and maybe yeah. work on that a little bit before you start. Here's, here's the thing that's funny, though, Lisa. I'm glad you I'm glad you just said that, like, every era has a thing like for me. You can't top Grandmaster Flash. I mean, the message, I mean, it's the best song in the world ever. How, yeah. how, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how is my little ass in fourth grade that. in San that. Diego going to learn about, you know, junkies and stuff? What's going on in New York? Y'all yeah. got it like that? I'm sitting here at the beach going, well, my life is pretty kind of, oh, okay, y'all got it real bad over there. Yeah, like, exactly. okay. <laughs> and, and, and we talk about these mumble rappers, but... Even then, back in those days, you had those, so clap your hands, zip your body. Right. You know, the Curtis the commercial. It was rappers. really, it was kind of simple and corny where you hear it today and it's not, we're so used to certain lyrical ways of rapping now that that is even weak, you yeah. know? 
Yeah. But but to us, we heard it and it can get us on the dance floor. Right, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. And and so it's interesting. So to to hear because I'm I try to tune into the mumble rap stuff too, and I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, mainly because I think it's too simple. That's my issue. I'm used to hearing lyrical well, stuff. Well, if it's if it's combined yeah. with something like one of my jams from three years ago, and I remember I was blasting this when I went on my cruise uh, in 28, was it two years ago? And it was it was Solange and when okay. Playboy Cardi was on there. And like, you know, I'd heard Playboy Cardi before, I'm like, okay, they're cute, they're young, they're coming up. But there was something about how he just made that song knock so much harder. Like the song was already a bop and it's still one of the classics. Uh, if you haven't listened to Solange's Almeida, please do. And Solange's Solange, dope. And when he comes in there and he hits, like if you match him up with just, if you get a good producer who can bring it out of him and bring him something, <laughs> it does hit something. Cause sometimes it's not even about the lyrical content. Sometimes it's the feeling that goes behind it. Sure. And, it and it the flow doesn't have to be perfect, but that passion has to be behind it. And I think a lot of the the people that we joke about with mumble rap, it's just they just need some really good producers to have that ear to know how think, to use that, to layer that think, in the music. And, and let me introduce you to Cheryl. We got my man Saeed Crumpler here. What's up, Saeed? Hey. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey. What's, what's going up, on? Saeed? You, you just jump you in like, yes. Anytime you want to. We just talking about music. <laughs> stuff. So I know this is you. I love it. Um, I was saying earlier, you know, we I brought Jack Spade on. Everybody knows. Let me just recap. Jack Spade is the one who did our theme song that you guys hear every single week. And right. my dude Saeed is <clears throat> from the Bay, you know, up there with, with Poppin' on it. The Yay Area. Hanging out with two uh, short cousins. The Yay Area. I, oh, I got the video. I should have grown up. Yay Area. I should have grown up. Oh. E-40, one of my favorite rappers, man. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. too short. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, but I wanted to have the two of you guys on the show because both of you guys are writer, producer, rappers, you know, all that stuff. So sometimes we talk about music. I'm like, shit, let's, have these, let's, let's talk about it today. So welcome to the show, Saeed. I know you've been on before when we talked about emerging writers and stuff. What you been up to? What you been doing? You've been doing a lot of good shit lately. Yeah, I, uh, I'm in the Nickelodeon Writing Fellowship right now, which I think, which I think when I was okay. on, yeah, okay. thank you. When I was on last time, I think I had made it to the finals of Warner Brothers, mm -hmm. and then I didn't get in, but then Nickelodeon called, and, uh, and so I've been in there for about three months, and I just got into... Uh, mentorship matters program okay. also yeah. okay where i got linked with uh aaron thomas nice. who's the showrunner oh, of uh swat yeah that's big bro right yeah, there yeah, big bro. Bro. okay yeah no so i'm definitely gonna highlight him about yeah, you yeah no doubt. um but yeah so i just i just been writing 100 miles and running and it's it's funny because uh i always told hillier that that intro was fire most intros you know yeah, I think that's how intro, appreciate it. remember appreciate i told it. you i said, yeah. I said <laughs> most intros when you hear it, you'd be like, ah, man, this is just some guy playing around. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I mean, it was to the point where, like, he was like, yeah, you ought to do one. I was like, man, I, I got to go hard because his is fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow, man, I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, like, it, I, I would be driving, rapping it, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but yeah. This, I don't know if you remember this, Saeed. I was telling Lisa earlier, Jack did that in, like, two days, maybe three. Crazy. I don't think he sent me. I think that was your first or second version that you sent me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I did a Sky version too. I don't think you take yeah, right, right. Scott, the Sky like version. He had microwave some popcorn and both songs was done already. It was like <laughs> by the time he went to go open up the bags, like done. Protege. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what uh, I do, man. I, I love that intro, but yeah, I, I think all, 
it's interesting because I used to kind of early on, like when I when I would pitch myself, I kind of tried to steer away from the rapping aspect because, you know, I felt like it was always a stigma as far as like oh, a rapper trying to write. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I yeah, think that, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, but 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 what's interesting is is I felt like and and you know here you'd always talk about this too is like leaning into your story, and I think the more success came for me when I actually was like nah man I'm gonna say yeah I am a rapper turned screenwriter or I am gonna embrace the fact that I had this whole career in rapping, and that's when I think things start opening up for me because it separated me you know from other writers where it's yep. like. And a lot of writers are musicians on their own, artists, you know. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I think they automatically relate. Like, oh, okay, like, man, like, okay, cool. And so I think the moment I started really embracing that is things started happening for me instead of hiding it. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now let me ask you: Do you when you introduce yourself, do you still say your what's what's your rap name? Do you have a different rap name yes. from your regular name? Yeah, I do. And I, I'm actually happy I did. <laughs> I, don't, I don't introduce, you know, because like I, I'll tell you what's funny is I remember coming up with Kendrick Lamar, and me and Kendrick Lamar did a couple songs, and oh, wow. there was a time where he was called K. No, 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 he just kind of just, just dropped that. Yeah, line. he just he just dropped the, one you of know, the best rappers. You know, that's my homie down the block. You know, that's, <laughs> like, our you know, that's, that's the homie down the street. Yeah, Casually. yeah, yeah. But Go ahead. He started as K. Dot, and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Decided to change his name to his real name and I remember when it happened I was like why would he do that but it made more sense because his music got a lot more personal right yeah. so when he was K-Dot he was a lot more like braggadocial more like your typical, typical. rapper mm -hmm. and um, I remember the moment he dropped the Kendrick Lamar EP and that was the beginning of him using because I knew him as K-Dot you know what I'm saying and yeah. I was like dang he gonna use his real name <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and so, but it made sense because he was getting a lot more introspective. But yeah, no, I uh, I had a whole nother rap name, and I de I decided to use that name because for me it was kind of like taking on a persona, like right, right, which you know, like uh, Curtis Blow, you know, saying so, you know Curtis Blow came with a certain kind of persona with him, um, but yeah. yeah. But when I pitch myself, I do say I do say I'm a writer turned screenwriter and um, and uh, a, a rapper turned screenwriter. And it, it, it seems to work. I mean, you know, rap it's, is still popular. It's funny, though, because it reminds me. Um, I think you've heard me say many times, Saeed and Jack on the show, <clears throat> like when I go to meetings and stuff and I pitch myself and I'm talking about myself, I always talk about you know, growing up in a gang neighborhood and I was part of the gang when I was a kid. And, but I always clarify it though. Now, because when they picture, you know, a blood gang and all this, they picture what they see today. I'm like, right. no, this is the breakdance days. We were gangs who broke, who, we <laughs> broke your crew. You had your crew. I bring my crew. <laughs> Look, we I did that. Look, like, like, I, I, look Hilliard, I had a crew sweatshirt too. No, you know. But <laughs> your, your, your little old English letters going across my Nacho Cruz name. I know. Nice. <laughs> so, so I'm saying that to say that I always clarify it because I want them to realize. And this is what I was thinking about for you, um, Saeed, <clears throat> was if I were you and I was saying I'm a rapper turned writer, I would say I'm a rapper turned writer who, you know, when I rapped, I wrote. I, I would do stuff kind of like in the, in the, in the vein of, you know, Rakim and Kendrick, you know, yeah. so they can go, Oh, he's a little poppy and he's smart. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Thing, right. 
And then, and so, so that's what I'm doing when I justify that, when I clarify it. I'm saying, don't get it twisted. Yes, I'm an intellectual, you know, nerd dude that you see in front of you, but I'm also that dude in my tight shirts. I will fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get in my face. Yeah, yeah I'm up with the pop block. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. So, so that's why I'm saying that. So you can adjust your, your pitch of who you are based on that. So, yeah, anyway, glad to have you guys both on the show, man. That's what's up. Can I ask awesome, both awesome. you, Saeed and Zach, your opinion? Um, people coming from, you know, a hip-hop background and, and, and moving into writing and stuff like that. How do you guys feel about, because a lot of the shows that are coming out now, and, and in particular a lot of the black shows, um, and it doesn't even matter what the genre is, and how they're using a lot of hip-hop-influenced music um, instead of historical or traditional scores and things like that, but bringing in a black aesthetic, I guess, to... I don't know, to sell to, I always feel like they're wanting to sell to a younger audience to get them to kind of appreciate certain are. stories. Because yeah. I'm thinking in terms of like, when one of my favorite shows that went away, which was Underground, mm-hmm. that first episode when they had, mm-hmm. you know, when they had Kanye, you know, and yeah. and it's like, here we are. That's in the slip. script. It's okay, in the script. it's in the script. And it's yeah. like, That's the dope. first scene you see him yeah. running, it's like, oh, and, and of course we're all expecting to hear like, maybe some sorrowful violins and some stuff. And next thing you know, you got this beat and it's like, but these are slavery days. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't doing, and it's, and and I saw that as a trend, you know, after about five years, and like that seemed to be a trend. Slaves started crumping and shit, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Break dancing in the cotton field. Break dancing in the cotton But, but, you know, and and, and I see it a lot more too in a lot of these different shows. Like, how do you feel, do you think it's just like a a phase that we're kind of going through to try to get, because my opinion is, I think it's just trying to get a younger audience to kind of see some of these stories, or do you think it's more like, We've arrived, I guess, you know, in terms of not, re- re- not leaning on the old kind of ways of using music to tell stories that we're used to. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm just curious. What do you think, Jack? Okay. I, I think um, hip-hop is the most popular music today, you know, and, and a lot of the um, – I, I think, like, a lot of writers are probably – they have probably love – hip-hop they have a love for hip-hop and it's it's kind of kind of what touches them so maybe the audience would feel it too like uh there's the show on hbo which i love i forgot the name of it but it has um journey smollett and um uh it's this lovecraft yeah lovecraft country yeah yeah, i love that show and um same person the music oh yeah yeah i love yeah 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 so yeah, I love yeah, Misha Green's dope. And and just the cho- the music choices was just like it it brought me out of it for for a second, but until I got used to the style of it. Um because yeah, it because yeah. it would bring me like, wait a second, this is supposed to be back in the day, but also they have like monsters and you know, like um immortal white people or whatever it is. But yeah. <laughs> and um and they yeah, ain't even vampires. They, they keep coming back. Yeah, they keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> they like, 
they, they already, you know what I'm saying? It's all, we already was oppressed enough, and they're going to live right. forever now? You know? No. Forever, ever? Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. And, um, and, and they get a fire beat, too. So it's like, what? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they played something when they went into, I think they was in a bank or a museum, and, and it was, I, I forgot what, what song it was, but it was just like the perfect song. Um, I think it was... Uh, I, I can't remember right now on the spot, but it, it's and just Jack, it's Tierra Wack, Tierra Wack, who's right, I, right, who right. I love. I think she's I like love one of the her. She's, yeah. like, she's like my favorite right now, and I get so mad when people don't have her listed on their top. She's just, so just underrated. Freestyle. Just her freestyles alone, she would obliterate all these hoes out here. <laughs> Everybody, she would just take it out and be creative about it, and the video would be fire. Thank you for loving her too, because I don't find very many people. Anyway, I'll shut up now. <laughs> I was gonna no, say. And also to add to that, the the cool thing she 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 adds in, and she does she does it a lot on um, on, on the new show um, where she incorporates um, poems and shit yeah. like Baldwin yeah. and shit like that, like that mm. that yeah. shit is off the chain, you know, mm -hmm. just how because it's usually subtext, you know, so it's like something you see one way playing against another is the complete opposite of what you hear, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. Not, that's the shit that I love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what's interesting though is I've noticed some white shows that mm -hmm. are now putting rap music in their shows that where is. it doesn't need to be there at all. Thank you. Which I, which I thought, which I was like, <laughs> okay. Wow. I go name, I, I, now I that's go name, I go, I go name no names, but sometimes I do beside I am like, like <laughs> <Yeah>. why? <laughs> now I think that's to get the younger crowd, like yeah. you know, throw right. some hip hop in there. You know, it, yeah. that that I guess it can be jarring if it's like something where the tone is not that you know, and they yeah. just switch to hip hop. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think it needs to fit the tone, and 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 also don't get it twisted. You you still, I still love great, you know, composed soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Like I I still think, you know, Absolutely. some of my some of my favorite scenes, like uh, Glory Denzel when he crying, it ain't, yeah. you know, it ain't a R and B ballad playing. <laughs> you know, Casey and JoJo killing. Yeah, it, okay. it, it, ain't, it, it ain't yeah, it ain't Casey and JoJo or. You know, Okay. <laughs> that would be hilarious though if that they did a remix. Like, <laughs> so I'm gonna I, grab I my bag and walk out like who did this? I, 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 I it's ooh yeah, ooh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> run. Um, so I, I definitely feel like it, it really does depend on uh, the tone that you're going for. Um, but I, but I do like it though, and it's interesting because uh, coming from music. It's interesting because, you know, when I'm in school, they're like, never put music in your scripts. Like, right. never, never, never. Like, all these rules. And it's funny because I actually recently just broke that with a pilot I was working on that has a lot of music in it, but specifically to what the scene going on in the scene, you know? And so I felt like it was needed because the scene is a certain way and the music makes You're it... You're setting the tone. Exactly. Yeah. And so And so, you know, I just wanted to see... Does does Misha Green? So you said Misha Green has that in the script, the music. Yeah, she can afford oh. it though. She, yeah, <laughs> I know. It, it ain't something to be. That's she, what I was gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, when you when you got when you got a nice but when you got when you got when you got a nice budget, it's like okay, yeah. this is what we gonna do right now. Okay, come on, <laughs> yo, you know I'm putting this in the in the show, right? Hey, hey. your thing. Okay, okay. This here's the thing about the music and the thing. 
the reason why that became a stigma <clears throat> is because you got to remember a lot of times you you as a writer are writing a script not thinking as a producer <clears throat> right so you're automatically going oh this is a great moment where the temptations song comes on i'm just <laughs> yeah. some bullshit right yeah. this is a great moment where you know all of a sudden it's a cool ass you know, fast and furious moment, and we play Ludacris's blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And so for you, it sounds like a great thing. All I see is, shit, that's going to cost us $400,000 to put that in. <laughs> yeah, the licensing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, licensing, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The way around that is the cheat that I always do. So I'll say, for example, you know, um, I'll do a cool transition from, like, somebody's uh, running out of a room mm -hmm. to a door closing and then, then we're out in the middle of a field, right? And all we see are feet. And under that, we hear something like. Okay. Right. I see. You, you know what I mean? Right. I'll do that. You know, under that, we hear something like, you yeah. know, uh, um, I'll be that nigga named Luda. Whatever right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Luda. Whatever the thing is that you want. So that, right. so that I'm just implying the tone. I'm not yeah. saying it has to be this song. Just right. the feeling of that song. The feeling of it. Now yeah. I've learned how to use it, and nobody says anything anymore. You know? Right, right. So that's, I did a, um, that's the pivot you got to adjust. I actually did a, 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 a future sounding song for, for, uh, for uh, the, it was a Key and Peele movie with the, with the cat, with the little cat. Oh, right, that right. They had, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to tell you what's crazy. I had a song in there too. Did you really? I, I didn't get yeah. I didn't get it, but um, oh, they actually oh, okay. chose future. They actually chose future for that. So I feel like mine was close, close, close that enough nobody to future. future. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually chose the actual future. So yeah, I guess they can uh, afford what's, it. <laughs> what's, 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 what's interesting now is that one thing that gets me a lot of revenue is I my music I've made like years ago. I now have a placement deal with this company that places it at television shows. Right. And so much how Hillier said, like they can't get future, they can't get Drake. So then they go get the closest thing. So I've had yeah. songs, I've had songs like recently I had a song, just I'm watching Mark Wahlberg's show on HBO. All of a sudden the beat for one of my songs come on. And then I had a song in All nice. American, had a song in Shameless. And what's interesting about this is that usually when an artist makes songs, it only has a shelf life of maybe like one year and then it dies and then you, your revenue goes down, especially independent artists. Um, but one thing that really has generated more money, I feel like for independent artists is placements in television and film. Yeah. Like Hillier said, like Lisa said, you can't afford that Luda song. Or that, exactly. you know, they, so then, you know, they, then they go to you gotta turn, you gotta go to that Luda light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me that future. Give me that future. Maybe not well, as Luda Chris. Not, not <laughs> so, so you, so you, what is that like when you're sitting there and then you hear your, your song on the show? It was like, uh, you, like, like, do you just sit there and just like, hey, that's me. And, and if there's somebody, <laughs> and if there's somebody else in the room watching it, do you turn to them and say, hey, that's me? I'll, I'll tell you what's <laughs> I, do. I, I, I do. I do. I do too. You I got you, Jack. See, yeah, I, I went to go see the movie Hustler. With uh, Jennifer Lopez, I had a song in there, wow. and, but but and I didn't know, and so that's the thing with these companies is like they, you know, the I guess when they're editing the movie, they just go to a library of songs, yeah. grab yep. it, and then it just registers with your publishing, and you don't necessarily. Yep. It's not like they 
send me a thing that says, hey, it's going to be in Hustlers. You know, it's like I don't see that until the money comes later. But I've sat in a theater and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> that's, that's me. So, that's cool. That's cool. That's funny. Usually my stuff is on. Um, oh, I'm about to say usually my stuff is on like Kardashians when my, when yeah. my wife is watching it. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I stick my head in the room like, what? That's me right there. Rewind that shit back. So let me let me ask the both of you guys. And so you have a company you work with, Saeed who places it. So j- how, let me ask you, how do how, how would a producer know about getting somebody like that? And also for you, Jack, how do you get your placements if you don't have somebody like Saeed does? Yeah. You know? Okay. I'll start with you, Jack. Okay. Um, well, the Google is like a really good <laughs> option to find music libraries because <laughs> what you what you want to do is find a, a company that that has like some type of relationship with a music supervisor or with like, um, you know, um, with actual production companies that are making the, the, the TV or the film. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like act as a middleman and, um, they take a cut, um, and then they just place it for you. So, um, yeah, so they, they just have a whole library of stuff and then the people get to choose. Um, I got lucky because the, the, the company that I was with, it was just like, basically like a small company, two guys. And, um, they knew the intern, um, the intern became the music supervisor, um, mm-hmm. for, for Burnham Murray, Murray. So they do a whole bunch of reality shows. So they just had first, um, first dibs on like, um, you know, sending their music. Nice. You know? What about you, Jay? Yeah. If you, uh, if you go on YouTube, there's a, and you type in sync licensing deals and, um, television placement libraries there's a lot of good youtube videos of people explaining actually what you need to do as far as like if you're a producer how to how to submit your material what they're looking for um you know everything has to be sample free because like hillier said you don't want to put something in your movie that you don't sample uh, Amadeus. <laughs> <laughs> that's your whole thing too Amadeus. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't tell him that beat you made is sampled Amadeus. So, um, <laughs> so, you might get away. I think that's like, I, think, I don't think they have a copyright for Amadeus anymore, but yeah. Oh, they don't? Oh, man. You didn't take I mean, that. like old stuff like that, unless somebody else rebuys it or something mm-hmm. like that. But I, I think it lasts for like 100 years or something. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like you have to make sure it's like all your samples and stuff is clear. And yeah. then. And then what you do is you take your catalog and you submit it. And there's different libraries and different companies that do it. Um, so to me, that's the new key for indie artists because we can no longer make money from physical CDs. You know, you used to be able to sell 5,000 CDs, $6 a piece and make a nice right. little living while you got right. your day job. Right. Now that that's gone, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think television placement <clears throat> and, and movie placements are key. So. Uh, and, let me ask you this. Oh, go ahead, Jack. Finish your talk. Oh, I was just gonna piggyback on that and say, and and um, the song is almost to 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 me not now. Uh, the song is almost to build your brand, and then you ride that brand. So it's 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 a long term thing. You could you could just create songs, put them out, 
um, come out with music videos, but then you sell a T-shirt, you know, with the song name or you sell you're selling the stuff around the song, you know, um, and you can also sell to other so as a producer. Them. Yeah. And you can sell to other producers. You can sell like your loops. You can sell drum sound, drum packs um, mm. and, and stuff like that. But with uh yeah with songs you could you could you just sell stuff or, or whatever you products you have coffee mugs hats whatever you 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 selling it with the music cuz the the spot the spotify streams ain't shit you know what i'm saying like as far as the money for that mm. but um yeah yeah just building a brand and um and launching different businesses and products off that brand is mm. kind of what it where where it's at right now i like now. that mm-hmm. i like that i was going to ask you this now I'm I'm not asking because I'm being nosy. I'm asking because people are going to be asking me questions. So if I get too personal, please just say I don't want to answer that question. <clears throat> but so as a young producer, and I only say young, but it could be any age, of course. As any producer, a music producer out there who has you know tracks and you know stuff, who decides they want to go this route, what can, what kind of money could they expect to be making? Does it depend on the movie? Does it depend on the TV show? Like. It it, it does it does but first off get a get sign up for ASCAP or BMI because that's how they yep. track that's how they track your you know your money every time it plays you get royalties based like the BMI and ASCAP tracks it but one yep. one thing I would say is that you know like it depends so like there there was a time I had a song that was supposed to get in get shorty and they sent me a contract it was like five thousand dollars to use the song right. But then there's also times where it'll be on a reality TV show for two hundred dollars. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. And yeah. it'll just but the reality TV shows they use they music play it so all the time. Often. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and so that's what I mean as far as like the shelf life for a song. I've had a song that's been I made like in two thousand and ten that's still getting placed. And and it it'll get placed forever in, in a sense, you know? And so to me it's like, yeah, it could be anywhere from two hundred 800 uh 5000 residual income just coming exactly. in exactly it really depends on the project yeah it's yeah. just so interesting how how it's changed like you know when when you just mentioned like oh back in the days we used to do the CDs and sell our stuff and it's just like as technology advances it's like artists have to find new ways of fitting in in terms of getting their content out and it it almost feels like it's 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 more difficult now but at the same time easier for people to get access to it if that makes sense because you know back in the old days you know we didn't really have the internet doing like it did now and it was more like when you got your music it was basically you know most of the time payola but you know it was whatever was on mtv or bet whatever we heard on the radio that was being pushed and when you went to the record store whatever they had in the record store yes children we had record stores (laughs) (laughs) and all they sold were records yeah and you know and you go in there and that was it and like literally you didn't really start learning about other music until like either you started watching a lot of the old I'm dating myself, but like, you know, a lot of the video shows from overseas or, and then you start, you know, trying to find where you can get music. I remember I used to order stuff and get like CDs and, and, and cassettes from overseas. Cause it was like, there might've been a Prince mix or tricky mix or something that I couldn't get in the States, but I could hook up with somebody overseas, Mm -hmm. send them some money mail me my 12 inch or whatever my vinyl whatever i needed and unless i went to certain stores are able to get it and it was like in order for you to break in it was really difficult but now literally i can go to youtube yeah. <laughs> type in a type of music 
stuff will come up. I can scroll through. People can throw stuff up. And I found so many artists now more than I ever did when I was just listening to regular, the, the old ways of doing it. So there is that kind of balance of it's to make that money to find that. But at the same time, people can actually find you and, and, and support your music. There's plenty of artists that I love who can do independent stuff. You know, back in the old days, they were still using, and people still use it today, Bandcamp and stuff like that, where you could just buy it, give the, move, the money to them directly. Cause there's still some British black artists that I love. And it's like, they don't have major record deals and you know, no one's going to be playing their hip hop. And it's like, they're just putting it out themselves. So mm -hmm. I do what I can do, or I can, you know, try to, if it's on iTunes or if it's on some other, you know, where I can download something and stream it. But I don't know, it's just a weird, it's that new technological experience that we're having, you know, on the yeah. one hand, making the money on the second hand, hey, you might be able to make some money if you get an audience and, and build, like you said, have a strong brand, strong uh, word of mouth and having those, those hype men fans that let people know, try this stuff out. So I don't know. It's just, so it's kind of a, a liminal space to be in musically, I guess. Yeah. I, I like it better because <laughs> um, like the, there's no, the gatekeepers don't really matter as much. Mm, and yes. um, you can yes. get a viral hit off of TikTok. Somebody use your, your song for TikTok or whatever. And now next thing you know, you getting flown out, you know what I'm saying? Or flewed out. As the city girl flewed said. out. Flewed out. Wouldn't you say, let me ask uh, y'all, um, wouldn't you say like for, for films, it's the same kind of like, if you want to be a director, you want to like showcase your work and um, come up and be a filmmaker is, is a lot more democratized now as well. Like, um, less gate gatekeepers or is it still like in order can you make a living being a indie film person or do you need hollywood like do you need that machine to kind of help well, you i mean yes there are lots of avenues where you could be making money will you make a lot of money no you know that's the problem <clears throat> the thing is like a lot of people um one of the things i love about you guys probably are like um um uh, what's his name? Bentley Kyle Evans, like Bentley and like um, <clears throat> people like that. And, you know, remember Michael Ajakwe before he passed? A lot of guys like that and some of the, some of the women out there are making like they're shooting like two to six episodes of something right. going out to networks and going, hey, I have product, you know, and what they're doing is kind of the Byron Allen thing where you. Where I could, like I remember he would he would shoot like a reality show and shoot, you know, 20 episodes or something for a couple hundred thousand dollars because they're cheap, you know, and sell them in different um, places for like, you know, 50 bucks a pop, just just spitballing. I then probably was more than that. <clears throat> but if you add up 300 places at $50 a pop, you're making a lot of money. Yeah, he you know got I mean? a lot and, of money. And too. Every time <laughs> they air that shit, your ass is making money. So if you think about it from that point of view. There's still, yes, in film and TV, there are ways to do it. Um, that is the, the best way to do it. Um, but you have to have the product. You know what I mean? That's, that's okay. Like okay. Your, your web series, I would call it a digital series now. It's like a new name that people are using it now. <clears throat> um, I'll send you the latest one we just did, Saeed. I don't know if you saw it. Um, it's called Ticker. Um, and so we're about to start doing that too. You know, trying to go out to different places to, to, license it and stuff like that so it's 
it's definitely possible. It's just hard to do, you know. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Lisa? No, I was just thinking it was when you were saying that because I was thinking like most of the content that I watch now is not even on a lot of streaming services or regular TV. It's more like I'm going, you know, I'm going online looking at YouTube and different spots and, you know, and the channels that I, that I watch now and I'm looking at the people's numbers. Like there's one show and I love this. His name is Terrell. I love him. And I only started watching him a few years ago because I was watching, oh God, what is that show? The Four? Mm-hmm. And people, and it's people, <clears throat> basically it's a lot of people doing reaction videos to stuff that I love. <laughs> and I have fallen into a <laughs> rabbit hole and it's not even just, it's not even just TV shows. It's albums. It's people's re- like, it's like, if I love something, I'm like, Oh, these, these fools, they don't know good music. Let me go here and find somebody who got to review. I find, and then I'm looking and people watching old songs from the eighties, young people watching, and I'm watching them watching songs that I grew up with and watching them critique it. They have like, 150 200,000 subscribers and they're making money. I thought I was the only money, one, and I thought people can't really be doing it because you know, back in the day, I remember when YouTube first started. And back in the day, me and my friend Todd put a little short little film that we did. It was just it was me house sitting, and we were goofing off, and it's actually a funny little thing. Now, had I known, had I known what it was going to be. Um, we probably would have made some more because we did. We had our little digital thing and we thought we should do it. And now we were like, ain't nobody really watched. Because, you know, back in the old days when we saw YouTube, people get like three views. Like it wasn't the thing that right. it is now. And there wasn't a thing as in terms of getting sponsorship. It was just a fun outlet. It was you too. Basically, it was you putting stuff up, tubing it for other people to see. <laughs> and like, I think I got to find it. If I find out, you guys can see that. Because it basically it was just me wearing my regular, I was wearing like my skater. It was my, my goth, I was wearing my goth pants. If people remember, I had my little skater goth pants. I had like the chains and stuff. Like I couldn't even go in the clubs with it. Like I would have to unhook everything before I went to the club, <laughs> put it in my purse, get in the club, rehook up all the train. You know, it was good luck, the zipper, all that stuff. And it's just me talking to my friend. And it's like, and we were doing the cuts like, and then this happened and this happened. Looking back, it's like, damn, we, we could have been Issa Rae and them. <laughs> But we yeah. weren't thinking that. But we weren't thinking that way. Whereas, you know, Issa Rae. What were you saying, Jack? Oh, my bad. Oh, was... No, no, I'm just saying. Just the stuff that I'm watching, the, the content now, is people just creating their own stuff and putting it up. And they're making money off it. And like I said, with Terrell, his show was just a couple of things from the four. But now he's got a thing where he's interviewing, like, named people. Like, big oh, yeah. names. Is this... Then he's got, like, this new cooking show he's doing with Coco Jones. Where right. they're, like, cooking stuff. And it was just like... Five years ago, he was just doing his like reaction stuff, and right. there is money to be made based on your brand and who you are as an individual. You don't literally, you don't even have to. Like, I, if some of these people, they probably wouldn't even. If someone came up to them from from television or somebody and said, "We want to offer you a show," I bet you half of them would turn it down because they're making so much money and control of their content just from putting it up themselves, as opposed to traditional traditional roots but literally if you go and look like i'm like there are like 150,000 people subscribe watching every other day somebody just sitting there talking about well war pigs i don't know it's a great song but i like this and i'm thinking shit i could have been doing that years ago which is stuff that <laughs> which is basically stuff that you and me Hilliard, were doing yeah. for like years just talking shit and put it up there but it's changed the game has changed and how people view entertainment it's, it's like you said, it's democratized and 
What's amazing is the stuff that Hollywood thinks is going to hit doesn't, but something that somebody just did from the heart with fun and passion and created their own personality that people love, they're getting numbers that these people, other people always are attracted to raw. Raw will always uh, sell. Always. But this is what I've had yeah. to say. But this is what I see I've noticed within the last six months. A lot of those YouTubers that are, and these are the black ones who are doing great <laughs> stuff. They're getting to a threshold now where they're starting to get a little bit more money. Mm. And they're starting to get on that Hollywood kind of personality. Mm. Where, where they're you changing see them on the red carpets and shit. Where they're, doing, where they're changing everything <laughs> a little too much. Mm. And they're losing that rawness. Because I'm, I'm not going to mention no names. Nah, I, I, I know some too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to mention no names. But there's a couple yeah. of shows that like literally like seven years ago, I would watch this person and they were amazing. And just their reactions to music, to pop culture. And they were honest about stuff, especially when it came to hip hop and certain songs. And they were just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's my favorite person, but I'm gonna let you know what it is. Now, money's coming in. They're showing up at these kind of big events. You know what? Now they know the people they were talking about. And then, and then when the songs, the people that, you know, they used to be honest with, where you watch them, okay, let's see what they say about it this time. A little bit of him and hawing. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> but when we all know that it's not, it's that song's not hitting. Let's not lie about it. But now it's like, well, I gotta think, like, I gotta think like. About it. Think about it, Lisa. We we actually do it on our own show. Now that I think, you know, I'm gonna keep it real, motherfucker. Um, because <laughs> we know we watched a lot of TV shows that we know the people who wrote or created the show that we didn't like. Can I, can I and tell? We can can't I, yeah. quite say it. No, no. You can tell. For me, you can tell when I really don't want to say nothing. It's when I don't show up for the episode. Like, she's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this, I'm going to let y'all in I'm gonna let y'all secret. If someone ever pops on the show, unless it's a legit reason, it's, 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 I'm just not going to be there. I won't say nothing. I'll be like, oh, I don't know if I can make it. There. So in the future, if you see certain people come on there and you don't see me, more than likely, I just didn't want to say nothing out loud. Well, I'm glad you're on this show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that out loud. It's like, because it's a couple people. It's like, ooh, if they came on, I'd have to like, look, this, this would be me the whole time. Watch, watch, watch. I just have to like, put the camera. <laughs> turn, turn on the mute. Or, 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 or give them one of those static pictures. You can take the little picture of yourself and have the smiling picture and click it. And that's your little avatar. That, that, that would probably have to be me. But there have been times. And Hillier, yeah, we've been there too before I, I learned like, you can just not show up. No, it, it's literally you just. <laughs> it's literally you just kind of like, hey, we're here and this is what it is, and yeah, you, and then then keep it pushing. But it's that fine line, and like I said, the the stuff that, and even in Hollywood stuff, the stuff that I really love and appreciate is the honesty and the realness. And it's like people, people can sniff a phony and inauthenticity, and those things tend tend to fall off or be less fun like they used to. And we've seen that with a lot of shows that, you know, many of, I'm not going to say no names of some shows, but some shows maybe you guys might have sent music to or, you know, sent stuff that were popping, popping, and then all of a sudden things change or something new pops up and it just kind of kind of starts to tank a little bit. So yep. it's, it's a good time, a weird time, but I think there's just a lot of opportunities. And I think that it, it makes it doubly more important that your content is so tight. It's so tight because you only have literally like 15 seconds for people to look at something now and be like, I'm, I'm just not interested and, and it keeps moving. Speaking of weird, hey, Jack. I, I have Go ahead, Jack. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I have a friend that <laughs> this is the weirdest thing ever. Like he's he's this dude that's like straight up hip hop. He we you know, we make music together and he just started doing reactions and he was trying to react to like popular songs, but they were giving him copyright strikes on YouTube. So he started <laughs> doing K- K-pop. He blew up. He started having like a hundred thousand views in two days, and then he yeah. was like, "What? What?" He was like, "What do I do?" I was like, "Keep going." And he was just yeah. like, "Now yeah. he got ninety thousand, and uh, he's making um, like eight thousand to fifteen a month off of like nice. just reacting off of K-pop." And his his channel is so weird because he he does also financial stuff like uh, mm-hmm. stocks. So he'll have talk about stocks, and he'll he'll have like k-pop and he, then he'll have podcast he don't care like he just throws it's whatever eclectic. It's, it's eclectic and i think that's what people are appreciating it's just it's not the same old same old and you know and like i said there's just thousands upon thousands of thousands of things to click and watch and it's like you just get in where you fit in and like i said it's hard when you those copyright strikes and stuff i know a lot of the shows that i watch they get around it by maybe playing a couple of seconds and then, or whatever. And then, you know, and, and, and hoping that you've seen it or they'll just show the bottom. They won't do the music and talk over it. But that's so funny because a lot of the K-pop stuff, it doesn't even matter who you are. If you start a K-pop channel, it's going to blow up. And it's even funnier when you don't know anything about it. And, and that makes your reaction even more honest and people really appreciate that. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> So let me before we wrap up, let me ask you guys um, about about your writing. So Saeed, I know you're in the Nickelodeon program, and you guys are how many months is it? You guys been in for three months now? Yeah, it's I think it's like twelve months or oh, is it a year? It's a year. Oh, it's or, a year. Yeah. Or or if you get stabbed, then you out. Like so yeah, you're gonna be stabbed. You're gonna be stabbed. Yeah. Hey, I, I kept that tweet you sent me. So I'm, I'm right, one sure. day I'm gonna tweet that, retweet that, post it everywhere. But yeah, no. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, a year. I was I was not surprised in a remoteness in a remoteness. I can't even speak straight. <laughs> even we even make a up little, words here. <laughs> you know, we get yeah, it. We, we do um, <laughs> that. I wasn't even remotely surprised of all the things that are happening for you because you are one of those prolific people. And the thing that I love about you, Saeed, is um, it seemed like every time I turn around, one of my big Ben Watkins, or you know, like Aaron, like there's always somebody tweeting you about how great you are. I'm like, this mother, you are set to make it. I appreciate that. You are dope. set to make it. But you have to put, you position yourself in that way. And I'm always telling people, what can I do? What can I do? I'm like, you guys are all on Twitter. Right. What are you not doing? Like, right. like me, if I was a music producer and I love the shit that Misha Green is, I'd be going, Misha, girl. Love your stuff. Let me just throw this little drop on you right quick. It's like eight seconds. Whatever the fuck it is, I would be hitting her up. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that you get. You got to be prolific about it. You know, <clears throat> the, nobody nobody says yes to somebody who doesn't ask. True. That's the lesson. True, true, That's true. That's the I learned the most. And what about you? Um, Oh, let me just ask you, Saeed. So is comedy your thing? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, comedy comedy is uh, <laughs> comedy is my thing. It's funny because uh, I love dramedy, but one thing I did notice is that when you pitch yourself, it's kind of like they still want you to choose one. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so it's like I'm rocking with comedy. Um, I love comedy, but, you know, comedy with heart and, like, real characters. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's what, what I'd like too, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's you too? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to kind of 
be the um black judd apatow you know kinda, uh, you know as far as like yeah comedy with a heart just like he said it. yeah that's exactly what i'm what i'm into as well but um you know i need to maybe take Saeed's course or something because I'm trying to get like him basically, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, I'm really just in the kind of beginning stages of, um, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of, you know, scripts. I got pilots and stuff, um, written, but uh, a lot of times I don't know where to go with that or what, you know, what to do with that. But, um, yeah, I'm j right now. I'm just kind of like, I know after just talking to y'all, I'm definitely going to, you know, hit it more, you know, get on the grind a little more and start reaching out to people, you know? Yeah. yeah it's nah. kind of like, I mean, Atlanta, oh, let me interrupt you. So you apologize, <clears throat> but Atlanta's jumping right now. There's so right. much shit. Going on. It sounds like you need to get yourself in a writer's group, something yeah. to be inspired by other yeah. cats that are doing what you're doing. It's not yeah. like the music thing you got, like that's already paying your bills. Now it's time to make yeah. that switch and give another 50% over here. You know, yeah. there's so many things, so much stuff going on in Atlanta right now that you should be involved in. So many TV shows that are comedy are all shooting in Atlanta right now. Yeah, yeah. I was always told that uh, that all of the stuff productions is going on in Atlanta, but all of the decisions are made in L.A. You know, it's like true, but you're here. But mm, you're, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything's yeah. online now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, especially different. with Corona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 you're the even if you ha here's the thing. Think you got to think like a like a showrunner. So if I'm a showrunner and I'm about to shoot my new show in Atlanta, wouldn't it be beneficial to have somebody from there on my show? Yes. Who okay. could tell me about hey, yes, you know, over on the east side, here's how they roll. What's what's, what's really what's really popping? Really you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So okay. be thinking like that. So that's yes. why you. That's why, see, we spend a lot of time on the creative and we don't think about the business. <clears throat> so that's why I've succeeded is I'm always thinking about the business side, sometimes more than the creative. You know, I'm trying to be ahead of the game, right? So for you, I'm just, this is just spitballing ideas, by the way. I'm not telling you what to do. But um, this is, these are ways to think outside the box. So for example, you live in Atlanta. You're a, you're, you're a super dope producer as, with music which is a huge asset, right? Okay. Um, you know how to shoot videos. <laughs> you're not a, you know, you're a one man fucking, you know, production company. You know how to edit. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's so many things you know how to do. Those are lots of skills that you're way ahead of a lot of people who are here right now. Mm. Way ahead of a lot of people. I don't know how to edit. I've been in this game for 30 years. I don't know how to edit a fucking thing. You know, I watch you guys edit. I'm just sitting there going, that shit look like scribble to me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what I want though. I know how to I know how to work with you, you know, and encourage you and make things better or whatever, but I'm not gonna tell you how to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, so just be thinking about don't think about the fact that you're outside of Hollywood. Said's a perfect example, you know. He still gets on these Zoom calls with all these big showrunners. You have at least one a month. I know that's for sure. Don't you, Said? Yeah. yeah for sure. That's all awesome. the time. You know? So, so, Go Jack ahead. And, so Jack and Saeed, are there any rom-coms in your arsenal? Because I'm just going to let you know right now. <laughs> black women want to see some black love and they want to see some funny stuff. And we need that because I'm saying that because recently with the success of um, Bridgerton, there was a couple of articles that just came out recently. And um, Hillary, we got to get Ke uh, Kiana back on here on the show to talk about this okay. because a lot, and she's open. I just talked to her on my, I talked to her on my secret Twitter feed. 
<laughs> and I told her, we got to get you back on because uh, Hollywood has actually optioned a bunch of romance books. Mm. And okay. one of the things that was going on in book, in book Twitter uh, was the complaint from some of us black women folks who were saying, okay, you know, we're seeing all these, these romance books and rom-com books that are being optioned, but there isn't anything really that's black. A lot of them are either interracial or they're going to do the Bridgerton thing, which is it was an all white book and they're just going to sprinkle in some black folk, but not really have anything. And one of the things that the, uh, on book Twitter and black rom- romance landia was, was lamenting was they really want to see some of that old school yeah. with the new school flavor of, black romantic comedies like we want to laugh but it's been so rough for black people the last few years that we really want to see us loved up so i'm just putting it out there and i'm just asking if you have anything or if you don't would you be open to maybe you know writing something like that or you know because we need it i'm just saying this is just this is not the writer lisa this is like the fan who likes to watch stuff who's like hungry for this type of content okay okay even even for myself i'll say definitely like one thing the spec that got me into these programs was an insecure spec, uh, right. which mm. I felt like was dope because it gave me the ability to like write female women, yeah, exactly, and mm. and and channel you know some of the the black women that I you know my parents, uh, aunties and stuff like that. So I definitely feel like there is a gap. Like we used to have like best men love and basketball. We used yeah. to be like you know what I'm saying? love like, Jones, love Jones. Yeah, like we had all yeah. these classic movies where it was like black romance with a dash of like some comedy in there and stuff. And so I definitely feel like it is definitely a need for that. That that's definitely something that, uh, that I definitely going to work on for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> please. I actually have like a anti, <laughs> it's kind of an anti, um, it's a love story, but it's, it's about a, a couple that's already married. The, 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 the protagonist, he, lose interest in his wife um and then he finds finds another girl has an affair it's called let's have an affair you know and it's but it's <laughs> funny you know and then yeah. he actually falls back in love with his wife but he loses oh her my god end. that's so sweet oh no yeah. but it's that but he's still he still loses her so it's not a yeah a so it's, ever a tra- after. it's a tragedy or a tragedy. you know i'm still writing it so you never know like i'm no, not put sure some funny, put some funny in there because you know it's just when I see a lot of the, the, the Twitter, the black Twitter couple wars and the, 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 the battle yeah. of the sexes going back and forth, a lot of that stuff on there is just so funny. And I just don't think anybody is taking advantage of what yeah, people are talking there's about. Dialogue, there's dialogue on there you could be pulling. Oh right? my God. There's so much. <laughs> like some of the I got to check Twitter, that out. Some of the best Twitter threads are when the sexes go back and forth and talking and blah, blah, blah. I, I think the funniest thing I saw was. Oh God! There was it, it was messy though. I'm just saying it was messy. This is messy. It, it might not be comedy, but it was comedy to me. Yeah. And basically, basically, it's it was. I think there's a bunch of TikTokers and people were putting up. They were playing crazy, um, that song crazy, and then like uh, they would have a person they play the song crazy by Gnarls Barkley, yeah. and then they would have something on there that says this happened, and it's like wow. And the one that came up was this this black woman. She must have been at least in her early 30s. Gorgeous black woman. And she comes out, like she opens up, the, she's in her house and she opens up like these two French doors and she's got her little robe on and it's like she's getting dressed up to go out somewhere. And she says, you know, I'm on my way um, to a wedding. And, and what it comes down to was basically her former fiance broke up with her and cheated with her best friend oh. and, and is getting married to her best friend. But she's going to the wedding, but she's married to the guy's daddy now. 
But the thing that was funny were all the comments. And I posted right. uh, on my, 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 I got like 3,000 hits. I wasn't even trying to go viral. But, it, but it's, on, it's on my, my secret burner romance writer account. <laughs> but, basically, but basically, I just said like, damn, she made, she made all of them her sons. And basically, I put Nicki Minaj. Uh, <laughs> I, put, I, posted up, I posted up Nicki Minaj saying, they're all my sons. <laughs> and I was just thinking, how messy love. is that? But from that offshoot, there was just a bunch of stuff that was going back and forth that was hilarious. And people were talking about what's the messiest thing. And then it was like the battle of the sexes. And it was just a gold mine of stuff. And I thought somebody needs to write like a rom-com that's just funny, that has heart. Because people, and the fact that people were just laughing and having a good time in the midst of all the stuff that's been going on in the news. I just, you know, the time is just right. And I think there's so many shows that are coming out that are dealing with like fantasy and horror and in terms of black content that I think the smart people are actually going to probably go a little left of that and bring something a little different. And people are starving for comedy and love and some upliftment. And the thing that I haven't seen in a long time is a good black romantic comedy where we can laugh, we can nod. Somebody make me an auntie comedy too, like something with old aunties <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> And it could be, you know, just fun stuff. And that's, that's, I don't know. That just seems like we're starving for that, you know? Uh, no, awesome. it's, 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 it's funny because, Lisa, I got to give you props because you called it. Like, years ago, you was talking about horror, black horror. You was talking about sci-fi, which is, I think, is coming and starting. Right. But you right. called it, though. So I definitely, when you say something, <laughs> I'm going to listen. Because you, you definitely, but, but definitely. The thing, thing is this, things are cyclical. And I knew, like, even back in, like, 2012, yeah. that, you know, there were so many things going on. And one way that Black people cope with a lot of stuff, and, and just the American psyche anyway, is through horror, through science fiction, in terms of the what if, and trying to, like, create a buffer from the reality so we can deal with it. But I think right now we're, we're living in this dystopian that we're kind of mentally drained because I don't know if y'all seen the conversations, you know, people are going in on them. They're yeah. going in on a lot of content makers and stuff that's about to come out. I know that Will Smith has a thing that's coming out with Wilson Colthead, I think it is. And people were like, nope. And I'm like, but wait, kind of give it a chance. We don't, and people are just tired. And the conversations, you know. I love, I love them. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I love them too, but I'm just saying in terms of there's a time for things, yes. and it's like, if these people are your audience, and the audience is telling you what they want to see, and folks aren't heeding, or at least having something in their arsenal that'll fit that, so you can at least get it out there, yeah. um, they're going to miss a lot of stuff, because like I said, the stuff that I've seen being optioned... Um, a lot of it's kind of dark, a lot of it, and it's, and you know, you know me, I love dark, I, I yeah. can cope with it, but a lot of people, and they say it all the time, they don't want to see slave stuff, they don't want to see, no matter how subversive or whatever you're doing, and people keep saying, you know, give us some dragons and fantasy, let us, do we, can black people fight some dragons without the yeah. dragons calling us this, the N-word, can we, can, can, a, can, a Negro just, can a Negro just have an alien experience without bringing up racism, you know, yeah. like, can we, can I be a human being? Who just I always want to see yeah. and it's black like, people in the future, you know, yeah. we never yeah. see black people in the future, like, Yo, what's up I, with that? I, you know? I saw, I've seen some conversations where I felt bad for the content creator, where it's like, ooh, especially one that just won an Oscar for a short, whereas people was just not oh, yeah. feeling it. People yeah, were not I feeling that. People were not feeling that. 
I actually up. liked it, but I understood why they had the a problem. Timing, the timing yeah. is yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And the timing of certain things, especially when you have a lot of white folks that are greenlighting the things. Yep. And it's the things that speaks to them, but it's not really speaking to us right now. It doesn't mean that we can't connect to right. it. All I'm saying is I'm listening. I'm watching the streets is talking and people are telling you we want this, but you're giving us this. So it's like it, it, it's hard, but it's like, just give us some some black Trust love, me. funny. Peace give out. us give us. I'm, I've been going through it for four years with Black Wall Street. Like, and I love Black Wall Street. And, 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 and that script is fire, As good as the script is, and it gets me in any room I want to get into in Hollywood, everybody's scared of it because of exactly what Lisa yeah. just said. Yeah, wow. and the thing is, Everybody's if they were smart, they would have made it when we first pop in, when yeah. it was first at the thing, it would have been excellent. But yeah. now, the current, like, it might, it might be a couple more years where we get to that, right. but it's like the psychic trauma is very real, and yeah. people are telling you, people... Millions are telling you this is what we want, and yet people are giving them this because it might be a prestige piece, or it's a book that just wants some literary thing. And I don't know if people are keeping up. A lot of those literary things aren't doing well because yeah. people don't want to see that. So timing is everything, and I'm just trying to tell you, Saeed. I'm trying to tell you, Jack. Mm. Give us, give us, give us free. Give us free. But <laughs> 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 to look, work right now, <laughs> Saeed. Side, you were saying yeah. something earlier um, about your writing and, and stuff that you're doing. And, and oh, God, I had it tip my tongue a second ago. Now I can't remember what the fuck it was you said. Is that a bitch? Um, you were talking about your writing. Uh, what was something, that? Something that Saeed said. Saeed said, yeah. He was saying, you're talking about your writing and um, the type of things you're writing right now. Oh, I had something I yeah, was going to Yeah, no, but, 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 but yeah, even to build on that, like, pretty much it's, and, and I'll say bring it back to music, it's similar to music. Like, we used to feel like, like, I remember it was like, man, if somebody mixed reggae with rap, it was going to pop, and then people start doing it, right? Yeah. Or, or if somebody mixed um, uh, uh, opera with rap, it's going to pop. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so it is kind of like with screenwriting where, Pac has this quote where he says, I peeped the weakness in the rap game and sold it. Right. And it's the same thing with screenwriting That's that, that I've learned, yeah. where it's like, look, everybody's following, like, how many people are going to write, you know, uh, them and Jordan Peele right now, right? Which Lisa was on early. Y'all was on early. Right. But everybody's going to be writing that because it's successful. But what's the next, Right. So right. that you can be ahead of the game mm-hmm. and so that you're not late because they already buying all that. And so I'm, I'm letting you write right now. Black rom-coms like I'm a big popping like and it's got to be funny, funny, funny. It has to yeah. be like nuance funny. It can't be 80 slapstick old school because right. it's not going to work because people are way too smart yeah. and and we need it. I'm just letting you know. So if I'm a future predictor, I'm letting you know right now. Put your money. Yep. <laughs> Hell some yeah. Really, some strong comedies. And if you got some romantic elements, you're going to knock it out the park. I'm just letting you know right now. Nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. Like I said, well, thanks again, man. I'm sorry I came in with the fuck I was going to talk about. Um, but anyway, this is awesome. We'll have you guys back again. You know, good to finally have you on, Jack Spade. Yes. yes. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yes. Hey, Jack Holt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Jack, what, what what you got coming up next with your with your music? Anything anybody can listen to? I know you got your new song. Tell us what that is again. We're gonna play it at the end. Um, 
uh, Sauce Keep Dripping is is the song that I just uh, made. And I have a, a few songs that I'm trying to do, like one one song a month, and then uh, kind of push it for the entire month um, rather than doing a whole project. Um, but yeah, Sauce Keep Dripping is a fun song. It's it's it. But what I always do with my songs is, even when I'm trying to catch people's ear, um, I always try to throw the medicine inside the candy. So right. there's like some quotes in there that's kind of like that'll get you thinking, but you, you don't realize that that it's kind of deep until later on, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, and one weird thing that that actually happened with that song um, is you you guys know Black Rob, of course. Um, like whoa, like, yeah. Whoa. Uh, that's yeah. The shit yeah. Right there. yeah. So he yeah. he just yeah. passed away, and yeah. it was kind of eerie because I wrote in the line, um, I said, "Live your life, cause one day it goes black like Rob, like whoa." Ooh. And um, yeah, and it's like somebody was like, "Oh, you killed him." And I was like, "No, no I didn't." Nah. <laughs> don't yeah. put that on me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put that on, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. My words ain't that strong. Interpretation, but, maybe. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's an eerie line, yeah. but yeah. um, yeah. It, 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 it's weird when I hear it now, but um, yeah, uh, I got that, and I'm just just growing my YouTube channel, which is uh, Jack Spade Productions. Um, well, you and Saeed need to connect if y'all haven't already. Y'all definitely, definitely, man. Um, I definitely want to connect with you, Saeed. Dope beats. Oh no, I already is know. Jack, Jack, is it is it a is it a booty shaker? Is it something I can hear on P Valley? I'm just trying to make because <laughs> I'm waiting for that it's... second season to come down. I would like to see Miss Mississippi. Yeah. It's a Drop weird it song. <laughs> it's a weird song. It's like a it has like a Latin flavor, island flavor to it, yeah, but yeah. it's it's Florida. You know, I'm from Florida, so it's everything. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. I, I used to work yeah, in a Jamaican bar, and so yeah. it's like I was just around all kind of different types of people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have some of that in the, in this song. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. And uh, where can people find you, uh, Jack Spade? You on Twitter, Instagram? Where they where you at? Your your website, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You can find me on Instagram, on on YouTube. YouTube is Jack Spade Productions. Instagram is um, Jack Spade, but the A in Spade is the number eight. So Jack Jack S P eight D E. Kids today always trying to fuck it up. I hate having to explain that. Being all fancy. Being all fancy. What about you, Saeed? Where you at? Where can people find you? Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Balance510, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-510. Me, I'm just writing, 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 and going to hop into that uh, rom-com uh, yes. before the end of the year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, I always say this, but I, I really, really want to say this, is y'all podcast was something that I would listen to when times was tough and working a nine-to-five you know what I'm saying? Standing on my feet eight hours and it kept me motivated. And I would listen to y'all podcasts on my days off before I go right at the coffee shop. You're and trying I to get a brother teary eyed. Come on, man. And listen, yeah. oh, this, this is this is real because it is not any people of color doing this and telling the real. And y'all y'all kept me motivated. So I, I thank you and I appreciate y'all. I, and forever I'm gonna say that, you feel me? <laughs> That's how I found y'all, by the way. Uh, not to, to make this any longer, but yeah, that's I found y'all because y'all was the only black screenwriting podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> so I was you like, needed. I needed, I, you know, I needed some people that spoke my language too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah and we decided to keep it that way too because you know we've had opportunities to open it up, and I mean I know a lot of white showrunners and stuff. I just choose not to always have them on the show. I want our show to be more. No, we have showrunners on. 
but I just don't, that's not my first pick. I want to talk to the people who are doing it. You know, that's why our show isn't, you know, so heavy with a bunch of names, you know, all the time, you know, it's really intentional. You know, Lisa and I wanted to do this thing to give game. You know what I mean? Not to hear somebody's big story and how they sold some big show. I mean, you could just read about that. You know what I mean? So for me, and we choose to do some of those, don't get me wrong. You know, like I'm going to have Aaron on the show. I just haven't rushed to have him on because I want to have a reason to have him on the show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. So yeah, like Ben Watkins, all of them, all of them I want to have on the show. I want to make sure I have it when I'm like, what other part of the game can I get from them? You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, awesome. What were you at, Lisa? Lisa Colt Jam? Uh, Twitter on what fresh hell is this? <laughs> oh, I should, I should get people my other Twitter account too. My other, because I have my romance account and I have my other burner accounts and stuff. Because I do write um, the, romance, the romance stuff too. That I have Maybe a lot the of romance isn't bad. Maybe the other burner is the one you don't want. Yeah, no, I won't give the other burner. But the romance stuff, okay, can I just tell people the romance that I write is erotic romance, it's grown folk stuff. It ain't your Harlequin. <laughs> <laughs> like I wrote like during the pandemic I wrote two books two full length books and I have two they're series books and I'm starting the next two right now that I'm in the middle of shopping and trying to get done and um but it's like you know people always have this idea of like oh romance books and stuff but my shit is like like I do with the indie uh, a lot of the black women who are doing their indie publishing mm-hmm. um uh because it, it actually speaks to me a lot of the traditional publishing in terms of romance books are just cheesy to me they're just not they don't and even if they have the black characters, they're like black people, they're white people dipped in black, you know? Yeah. And it's like the language doesn't speak, but you know, from going to the couple of different conferences the last few years, it's like a lot of people are like, you should write romance too, because you're really good. And I'm like, yeah, I am good at it, but I just never thought of myself that way. I read it, but I didn't think I would write it. But now I have, because it's like, okay, I do have some things to say in terms <laughs> of romance, culture, black people, but the black people that I know, the black people that I love throughout the United States. And it's like, yeah, wow. so. Maybe next episode I'll let them know what that one is. Because I got to get the book ready. Everybody all care. No, 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 no. I think this is what I'll do. When I get the book ready and I'm ready to have it uh, published and I start sending it up on Amazon, I think I'll let people know then so they can get a copy of the book. But, you know, it's black cowboys. I got one that's about black surfers. You know, real black stuff. Like real what real black people do and how we talk and how we act and just... You know, it's a realness that I think is that I, I want to see. And as Octavia Butler and Toni Morrison said, if you don't see the book that you want to read, bitch, you just better write it. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see that Idris Elba movie? Uh, yes, I did. It was based on the book Ghetto yeah, Cowboy. I actually, I actually liked it. Personally. It was cute. It was cute. Um, I, there wasn't enough Idris in it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I, I love it. I want to see more of the community and stuff like that. Like it did what it needed to do. Right. But it's like, you got Idris in there. It's like, I just need, and I need him to be a lot more shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to see him on a horse. Um, maybe a little, a, a slick sheen of sweat a little bit as he goes by on the sunset. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But, you know, it's a really sweet story. And just for people to know, it was based on a middle grade book called Ghetto Cowboy. And it's about the real Philadelphia cowboys that you can actually see and. And, you know, shout out to the Comp- Compton Cowboys, because I know we got some out here in California yep. that are Cowboys stuff. Indeed. Mm. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, fucking Clubhouse. <laughs> I always say fucking Clubhouse. <laughs> I know. And nobody, and nobody can get on Clubhouse now. So you people who got it early, you got to get in line. You can't even get on it now. Um, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, ScreenwritersRRR on Twitter. <clears throat> Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. 
please go on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, whatever you guys listen to. We're everywhere. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, also, go on our website, screenwritersrr.com. We got T-shirts and mugs and a bunch of cool stuff on there. So please, love, love to see everybody in some shirts. Take a photo of it. Tweet us about it or Instagram us about it or something. That'd be awesome. Um, Chris will hopefully be back next week. Uh, let me see. Lots of good stuff going on. Uh, yeah, we out here just doing it, y'all. Lots of good stuff going on. I can't jinx it, but I got some good <laughs> shit. Really, really good yeah. shit coming up. We're about to start pitching this new show. It's going to be crazy. Cool. Um, anyway, good to see you, Jack, man. Thanks yes, again. Yes, finally. And Jack, what's that tattoo? Is it a bumblebee? What is that on your arm? What is that? <laughs> is it, is it a, this is, is it back a, from... Is, I, is it an African? What is that? I can't This tell. is back when we were like, uh, <laughs> when we were young boys and we were trying to go fight against the Illuminati and all of that. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> it means the opposite of the Illuminati. Kind of like we're watching you back. It's a pi- upside down pyramid. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So everybody join me for what kind of forever. You guys know how we do it on the rant room. Oh, and I'm going to play Jack Spade's new song. What's it called again, Jack? Sauce keep dripping. Sauce mm-hmm. keep dripping at the end. Mm-hmm. It's going to be our, our outro out. So uh, thanks again. You guys know how we do it on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it whatever. What kind of forever. 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 Fucking bouts keep tripping like
This episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by the Tyrota Finish Line Social Impact Script Competition. It's back for a second year in a row. The competition will again celebrate film and television scripts that seek to raise awareness and inspire change regarding urgent issues with critical relevance across our society now, such as racial, gender, or economic inequality, climate change, drug addiction, the broken foster care system, gun violence, and much more. The competition especially encourages submissions from historically underrepresented writers. The Tyrota Finish Line Script Competition runs from January 18th through June 10th. Please go to Film Freeway and learn how to submit your script.